Welcome, everybody, to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 17, and today we're talking about Disney+. Plus. Boy, like, talk about a pivot, right? Like, we've spent all this time talking about the parks, and now we're going to talk about something almost completely different. Oh, but sh- just you wait. Some of the, my favorite Disney Plus stuff has to do with the parks. That's no surprise, though. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I don't know about you, but I have way more stuff than we could possibly cover. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I, I'm i always curious, like, what are people watching? Because sometimes I get overwhelmed with Netflix or Hulu or, you know, stuff like Disney Plus, because there's so many options that I just get overwhelmed. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to try something new. But if I hear somebody that I trust recommend something, I'm like, well, maybe that's worth because I only for I don't know about you, but like, I only have a small window of time that in my day, I, I gear towards entertainment, relaxing, you know, watching TV. So I don't want to waste that time with something that's like a dumb show. <laughs> I don't know if that's what your thoughts are. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, honestly, um, the days I don't watch TV outnumber the days that I do. So if I'm going to take some time to do that, like I, I do want to make it, you know, worth my while, feel like it's feel like it's something good. I so to do this, I'll just tell you my methodology. I wrote down like all of these different shows that are available on Disney Plus as of right now. There is some stuff coming and I'll mention one that's coming, but I wrote them all down and then I put them into buckets. And so I actually have um, nine buckets. <laughs> Holy <things>. cow. <laughs> and so, like I said, there's no way we can possibly talk about all of these. Like some of these, it's just going to be a hit and run kind of mention, um, at least for me. But I, I'm excited because I think this is so cool. It is, um, it's a little bit underrated in terms of what it offers, I think, you know. Maybe we should go back to the beginning and explain what even Disney Plus is for somebody that's a total novice. And I well, feel like, did, did we get it for free at first? And how um, much do we pay now? I feel like we got it for like a year for free. We did get it for a year for free. And maybe that was with our cell phone contract, maybe. I don't I don't remember. Or uh, I don't know. We, the first year, it didn't cost us anything at all, which was kind of cool. But to tell you the truth, I actually don't know how much it costs. <laughs> We I think didn't it's do somewhere... that research. You were too busy with all your buckets. <laughs> yeah, I'm too busy with the buckets. I think it's somewhere between ten to fifteen dollars. Um, I know that there's different sorts of bundles, but I actually want to go back further than that. Um, we we fall into the category of what was known as cord cutters, right? Oh yes. So we we got rid of cable and satellite, actually many years ago now, because frankly I was just tired of having to deal with. Uh, the price increases and all this stuff. And there was just all this crap on there that we didn't watch or use and I didn't want to pay for it. And so we got rid of that. We had, we had good, strong internet. So we knew we could stream stuff. And so we basically relied on Netflix and some service out there that would give us local channels. Cause you can, you can do that too. And so we did that many, many years ago. The thing is, everything's kind of evolved since then. Now there are streaming services upon streaming services upon streaming services available. It's That in and of itself is almost overwhelming because it's like, okay, well, what else do I have to pay for to get what I want? And so that's why I think it's cool to talk about Disney Plus because there is so much more on there than people realize that, uh, I don't know, like maybe maybe you don't have to carry as much as you think you do. 
Yeah. And so I think just kind of an overall description of Disney Plus is it's a streaming service with Disney shows, but Disney owns a lot of other things. So you can get more than just like what you might think of as like Disney movies. Like there's a lot out there. Yeah. There is a lot. Do you want to know how I organize my notes? Tell me. (laughs) I went and looked at um, my art. So it's, um, we're able to each have our own profile, which is cool. And I went back and looked at our kids' profiles to see what, you know, like keep watching or continue watching. And so I just kind of was, I was able to kind of take notes on what our kids like and what they watch. And then I went and did the same for me as well. And then I also put a few notes of things that you and I watched together, but I figured the ones that you and I watched together, you would probably uh, elaborate on. So, See, that was really smart. You went and looked at what the kids do. Uh, I was very selfish. I just focused on what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, anecdotally, I thought... Anecdotally, I thought, well, yeah, they watch this too. And so some of those things make the list, but I kind of focused on like, this is what I like. Um, this is what I think is good, but that's actually really smart because, you know, for the most part, probably the primary viewer is children. I, I would bet like, <laughs> and you, I think you're in, you're in that bucket too, dear. You're a child. Yeah. When you talk about like <laughs> per capita consumption, right. It probably starts with kids. So let's do it. Like how do you want to start? Well, why don't we just, I'll just go over the kids list that way. If anyone does have kids and they want recommendations. So these are our eight and 11 year olds. I didn't really look at our teenagers profiles. A lot of the stuff that you watch is what they watch too. But, um, our 11 year old loves America's funniest home videos, like Hmm. loves it. And that is, um, that was a Buena Vista, right? Isn't that uh, you know, that was ABC and now it's a yeah. Disney. It's all one lump. Yeah. I mean, that's always actually technically been Disney. Um, but but that it's cool because what's available is all of them. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I don't know. There's like 30 seasons available of America's I mean, Funniest Home so Videos many, on there. Yeah. So many and videos. And he's watched of, it all so far. Yeah. <laughs> and so many videos of kids with a bat hitting, you know, somebody in the crotch or whatever. You yeah. Know? It's like. Yeah. Just so many of those. He loves it, though. Um, And then, of course, Phineas and Ferb. That's one that I enjoy watching with my kids, too. Um, Big City Greens. Hilarious. Um, And I just love that they watch the Mickey and Minnie shorts. Like, those are just so fun and cute. Then, um, this is a nod to Weird Al. There's Milo Murphy. So, if you're a Weird Al Yankovic fan, he has his own cartoon TV show. Um, Home Alone. I mean, I think one of our children is very similar to uh, Macaulay Culkin. What's his What's his character's name? Kevin. Kevin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think he loves him. And then um, a couple more that our kids love are some of the Disney movies. Like, so this is kind of what you might think of when you think of Disney movies. So Monsters University, Cars, Incredibles, uh, Moana. I love that someone recently watched that. That makes my heart so happy. And then Onward, that's kind of a newer one. And then the last one that I looked at our kid's account was, well, and I don't even know if this was on there, but I know we watched it as a family and that was Encanto. So those are some recommendations if you have an 8 and 11 year old boy that, you know, what's something to watch? They might already be watching those, but those are fun. Yeah. 
It's kind of all over the place. There's all sorts of stuff there to choose from, right? Oh, so many buckets. Your head was probably exploding. Yeah, I'm there, like, wasn't the, it? The, the, you're crossing <laughs> into these buckets. These buckets are getting messy. Like, I, you can't mix the white paint and the gray paint. You're going to get something weird. Um, <laughs> like, my very first bucket, honestly, was just cartoons, right? You, you hit a bunch of them. Um, Phineas and Ferb is, is a great classic. Like, we've, we've loved Phineas and Ferb for a long time. Like, I even dressed up as Dr. Doofenshmirtz for Halloween one year, right? That's right. Um, but, you know, Milo Murphy, which, by the way, is from the guys that created Phineas and Ferb. And somehow, you know, they collaborated with, with Weird Al for that. But um, I would say of any of them, like... My favorite these days is Big City Greens. That's the one that gets watched the most often. There's still new episodes, I think, coming out. Just hilarious. But here's one. Here's one. Remember the just the Big City Greens? Do you remember the library episode where they have to sh- the lady, you know, the librarian keeps shushing everybody? <laughs> that yes, so that's funny. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. I don't think libraries really work that way anymore, but maybe, maybe they do on the East Coast. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but there is on there is the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse, right? This is kind of the new animation style of Mickey Mouse. And that's kind of a, a cool thing that's available because um, it's like it's like kind of classic tales, like the cartoons that we grew up watching, but now it's kind of in the newer style. They're newer things. Um, matches up with the theme parks really well, especially if you ride um, Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's and Runaway. Minnie. <laughs> I said it in the right order, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So that's pretty cool. And then my next my next bucket ride again you just you hit some of these but it was the Pixar bucket. Hold on, hold bucket. on. I was just I have a little tip for you. I know I keep interrupting your buckets, but if you struggle with the name of that ride, it's alphabetical: Mickey and Minnie. M I C. No, they, they they both start M I, and I don't go past but, two letters. It's too oh, hard. God. It's too much work. <laughs> well, if you could if you can summon some brain power, go to that third letter, and and that will help you. Uh. I I don't know. Okay, so are we on bucket two? Is that so? That was well. Kind of so the you first know, one. so bucket two actually. Um, here's a couple that that I love. So I called it just the Pixar bucket, right? And look, there's all the you, everyone knows the Pixar movies. Like I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it, right? But there's two that I think that if you are if you are looking for a good laugh, and our kids watch these, they're funny. You should watch Doug Days. Yes. That's Doug, the dog from Up. Funniest dog I've ever seen in my life. But you got (laughs) Doug Days. And then you got Monsters at Work. Like it's actually kind of a little, you know, short series of, you know, Mike and Sully and the gang, you know, at work. Yeah, with some new characters mixed in. Can you do a Doug impression from Doug Days? I am smart. a good one. <laughs> oh, we love that we think it's so funny yeah that so so i would just say you know what's cool about it is you can venture outside of what you know and find things that are familiar but but are great like they're kind of they're they're newer they're fresher but it's like the kind of the continuation right like that's the thing sometimes people finish a movie and they're just like oh i wish there was more but they don't really want a full movie or there's really not a full story worth telling and that's what's so great about like short series and and so they've done that and you know doug day's monsters at work um are disney plus originals right so like these series came together as a result of disney plus existing and they said, hey, let's put some more content out there. And they're not very long. You know, some of them are five, six, seven minutes, maybe. Um, some of them are even shorter than that. 
but they're just it's just good quick entertainment well and i'll say the cool thing about having disney plus streaming service is they aren't like bound by commercials and stuff and and normal times that you have to get like a show within a 30 minute you know segment with the commercials and whatever like they can make a short little clip and call it good so i love that right okay so what do you want to what do you want to go next Oh, just let's hear. That was bucket two. Let's go to three. I'll, 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 when you sh- share one that goes with some of my favorites, I'll, I'll add in. Okay. So bucket three, bucket three is Star Wars. Oh boy. All right. Well, so, this might be the, we might have to have an episode number two of this show. <laughs> I think this might take up the rest of the time. <laughs> so the thing about, look, so the thing about the Star Wars bucket, you know, Pretty much if it is Star Wars related or created, it's available, right? So I'm not going to bother talking about the movies and stuff. I'm not even really talk about some of the shows that we're really familiar with at this point, like The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Like those are, by the way, Disney Plus originals. So they wouldn't exist again were it not for the platform. The one that is coming up uh, today or tomorrow, actually. I think it's Friday. Friday. It's this week, but it's the Obi-Wan show. That's highly, highly anticipated. But oh, it's actually going to come out the day that this uploads. So it's actually today. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but here's three that, that are really cool that you don't know about probably, right? One of them is called Galaxy of Sounds. So if you've ever seen the fireplace videos, like on Netflix or whatever, at Christmas time, you turn your TV into a fireplace. There's a series of um, Star Wars-related content on Disney Plus that kind of immerse you in it without you having to actually really watch. You can if you want, but like, there's not a lot going on. So one of them is Galaxy of Sounds, and it just kind of takes you through the universe of like what it sounds like when you're in different places. This is what it's like so when you're on a you, Star Destroyer. Have you watched this or listened to this? Yes, I have. Um, like, I've actually like sat. Dis- and, I've actually describe. sat and watched it. And I have sat and just let it be background noise, right? But you're, I'm trying to describe, like, so you go, you're like, you're on a Star Destroyer and you see that on the screen, but you're hearing the sounds. These are the computers. These are people walking around. These are the droids doing their things, right? It's, it's just really, it's very different, you know? I like, I like how you just naturally say, you know, you're just on a Star Destroyer. Like, that's like a normal thing. (laughs) Well, it totally is. I mean, you go ride Rise of the Resistance and you're on a Star Destroyer. But you know what? You don't really get to feel sometimes like what it would be like to be immersed in the environment, right? The, the audible part of it. But related to that, it's another little thing they've got going on. It's called vehicle fly-throughs. So now like all of the spacecraft that you see, you get to kind of go through them and see what it's like. Like, it's just a different way of kind of getting into that Star Wars universe and experience. Is that bo- both of those are the same show? What's it called? No, no, again? no, they're different. So one's oh. called Galaxy of Sounds. One's called Vehicle Flythroughs. And the third okay. one is called Star Wars Biomes. So oh, now boy. you can kind of experience what it's like on the different places that they go to, the the, the different planets and um you get to experience the nature and everything like that. So like Tatooine, you just hear like sand, you know, blowing around or. Yeah. You, you, you see the you see the towns, you see the dunes, you see the deserts. Um, it's just really different. It's just so very, very different. It's not something you got to pay a lot of attention to, but if you like star Wars, uh, it's the kind of thing you'd be like, wow, that, that was really interesting. 
so just this to experience does not, it. This, this doesn't quite go in your bucket, but I feel like it's kind of in the same line of what you're talking about. And to me, I love the Disney Parks Sunrise series. So it's kind of that, it's not like a TV show where there's like a storyline. All they do is they have like a few different camera angles of the sun rising at Disney. So, yeah. so cool. I mean, I just love watching the sunrise over Matt. So they do one over um, Cinderella Castle and they have one, I think, at um, Animal Kingdom as well. So, yeah, I mean, same kind of concept, like get to experience what's going on and take a look around without like, you know, being there. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Or if you want to be in a galaxy far, far away, then watch the ones Randy just recommended. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, I think there's actually some more. There are more beyond that. I just kind of hit those three. But there's so much Star Wars content. It's almost overwhelming, to tell you the truth. Um, And some of it, there's even vintage Star Wars content. um, If you really wanted to go check it out. I have one more thing. The Boba Fett series. I, I mean, the theme song was so cool. But it made it even more cool when you make it to the last episode and at the end where it runs the um, the closing credits, it actually has words to it. So yeah. I just, that blew my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember how it was just the I sound? Do. I do because in the first like five or six episodes leading up to it, they were just kind of chanting, right? But in yeah. the last one, all of a sudden it became like an actual song and I was like, whoa, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was a good show, but if just the whole that part of it, it was, was an okay, so cool. it was an okay show. It, my opinion, not as good as The Mandalorian. Um, so what there would you give parts. it out of ten? What would you rate it? Uh, it's a it's a maybe six and a half seven. Okay. I mean, I loved a lot of the concepts. I love a lot of the parts. It just felt a little at parts. It felt a little clumsy. Um, but I had super, you know, normally I don't have a lot of expectations for things that I watch. I, I intentionally do that. I actually had really high expectations just based off of experience watching The Mandalorian. And it didn't quite live up to that hype. It was, it yeah. was different, which, is, which yeah. is fair. It should be different. But at the same time, like, it wasn't that different. And at the end, like, it was pretty much the same show because they were all together. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of overlapping. <laughs> anyways, Yeah. Okay, bucket four, is that where we're at? So I'm at bucket four. Okay, so bucket four, easy one, Marvel, right? So everything Marvel. Obviously not going to, you know, touch on all the fact that all of the movies are available there. Um, But there's a, you know, there are some Disney Plus originals in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. By the way, those are all relevant to watch if you enjoy watching the movies because they all tie into movies at some point, including movies that have not yet been released. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil stuff. If you haven't watched them, I'm not going to spoil the shows because I'll also spoil the movies doing that coming up. But I, I recommend them. I liked all of them. They were all, again, very, very different from one another, like the theming, the pacing, the the story, the content, but they're cool. But underrated Marvel show, it's actually animated, and it's called What If? And if you want to go and understand a little bit of the latest Doctor Strange movie that's just come out, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you should watch What If? Huh. There's, a direct, there's a direct tie in there. 
Should I have watched that before that movie? Because would that have helped? It might have helped. Um, it's not a requirement, but you, you piece some <laughs> things together. It's not a prerequisite to the course or something. <laughs> yeah. But you do you do piece a few things together. It's very interesting. Okay, all right. You're you're really selling me on this stuff. Uh, there, uh, you're you're teaching me lots of things. I thought I knew. Now I am recognizing that I don't know this whole Disney Plus channel. Okay, so here's what I propose. So one of my next buckets is just Disney, and I think this is like your arena. And I think okay. we have a lot of overlap here, right? So why don't, so if you've got the, if you can think of the Disney bucket, what would you put in there that's like kind of a must watch here? So these are my favorite. Um, my absolute recommendation, if you're going to only, for me, I'm a 39 year old woman <laughs> that loves Disney and Disney parks, but I would watch Into the Unknown making Frozen 2. That was my Less, I mean, I love the imaginary story, so maybe that's like tied for first place. But I loved watching them make Frozen 2. Like, it was like six episodes, an hour a piece, and they just really showed you like the ins and outs. Like, I just to me, it was crazy that like only a few weeks before this movie came out, they were still changing the story. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, but I just, I loved, um, kind of getting to know the producer and the writer and and then you got to watch them as they watch the orchestra play the music and and then you could see like Idina Menzel and all the you know all the characters and actors and and musicians just perform and bring this together and then like edit and then oh it was just I I'm gushing but I just loved that one so into the unknown making frozen 2 was it was really it was really cool to understand the process and kind of see behind the scenes and it's not like a traditional behind the scenes like whatever like this was like a full-on documentary of like making the movie from beginning to end like that was really kind of cool yeah yeah and even like the screenings and stuff like that was ah, it was so good so then my tide for first place is the imaginary story so I'm rewatching it again. Randy's probably like, really? We're watching this again? But I just No, love... I love it. Okay, good. Because <laughs> we don't watch a lot of TV together. And so I'm just like, is he really annoyed by me watching this again? But it's kind of the history of the parks and just the the um, profession of Imagineers and just how they are able to um, make things work, but use creativity and engineering together to make the parks amazing. And then it's also the history of just kind of um, the leaders of uh, the Disney, Disney parks. And then of course, I mean, they're obvious, I keep using the word obvious, but <laughs> they're really gearing you to want to go to all of the parks throughout the world. Like we're right, we're, we're watching the one about Disneyland Paris. But like they'll also show us the one in Hong Kong and Shanghai and um, Japan. And I just, I'm like dying to go to these other parks just because they make them look so cool. And there are some overlaps of like the same rides, but there are also brand new ones. Um, so that's my, those are my two top Disney bucket well, here's the thing. Look, the Imagineering story is the story of Walt Disney, right? I mean, 
you know, uh, Imagineering as we know it, originally, like, that was a division that he had created called Wed Enterprises. You know, it stood for his initials, Walter Elias Disney. But that is the history of, of essentially the company, right? Because it even started, they start that story even back before, right, when he was just kind of figuring out, like, how do we go from just making from some movies. some animated movies yeah. to to entertaining people okay, and where did it go from there like and so the imaginary story i think is the story of disney by the way some of these disney things here when people ask like how is it that you know so much about disney like it's it's these are our sources just okay watch the show watch the show watch the well, show the you'll, other, you'll, you'll learn the so other much. one we've learned some this one isn't one of my favorites but behind the attraction yeah so that that's one. the next one on my list yeah oh okay what, yeah. were you, what were you going to share about it? Well, beyond the attractions, so cool. Like you learn about individual attractions and rides and their origins and how they started, right? And even beyond that, some of it's even, you know, they go, they talk a little about the hotels. Like some people don't realize that originally when the Jungle Cruise ride was built at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, like they intended that to literally be right next to what we know as the Polynesian Village, Right. Um, right and resort and but it just didn't work out because of the way the the land and the swamps were like they just they had to make they had to space it out a little bit more but that was the intention and you're like whoa like i could totally see that like next time i ride the jungle cruise ride and you're looking around you're like yeah like people were supposed to be staying right there yeah the (laughs) that's kind of cool and by the way you also learned that the original concept for that like this will blow people's mind. Originally, they, like, Walt actually wanted real animals. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, like they're like, wouldn't it be great if we had this like as a real animal? Like, but the problem is, is that those animals don't act on cue, right? And so yeah. it becomes a different sort of thing. And so that's why you got the animatronics. But, but the animatronics at the Jungle Cruise ride is what gave life to animatronics that we see on so many other rides, right? And so you learn that yeah. in behind the attraction. That's really, really cool. Uh, and yeah, that's just one of the many attractions they cover. Um, so two other things I can think of in the Disney bucket are Waking Sleeping Beauty. That's kind of about a little bit of the history of the animation. Um, and then Frank and Ollie, those mm. are two. <laughs> that was just a funny series. Yeah. It was, it was, it was produced in 1995, but it must have had footage from before then. But it was these um, two amazing um, animators for Disney. And they knew Walt himself, which was pretty cool. Um, but just them sharing their background of the art, you know, the artistic side of it. Well, and, and like Frank and Ollie, like you should recognize... Um, I'm not saying you, like I'm talking about you, the viewer, you, the listener, you should recognize like Frank and Ollie are the animators behind some of the most iconic characters in Disney yeah. animation history, right? Like they yeah. are the ones that drew Bambi, right? They, yeah. Like that's, we're talking about the guys that kind of did it. And it's so cool. What I loved about that, that um, documentary, and I don't love documentaries for the most part, honestly, Right, but right. I love this one because those guys were like best friends. They were, in fact, such best friends. Like they lived next to each other and would walk to each other's house daily. And you got to kind of see this. It was just so cool. It was so and, cute. And to watch them to watch them essentially have grown old together and then retired together and then still hang out together, um, both them and their wives. Definitely recommend Frank and Ollie. Yeah. 
Okay. What's the next I would, bucket? Or do you have well, any more I would, bucket? I would put a, a couple more. I'm just going to mention a couple more. One of them is um, One Day at Disney. So oh, One Day at Disney yes. is this cool little show where you get to kind of see what it's like to live the life of certain cast members. Um, like this is what their day job looks like. It's not very long. Most of them are like, what, 10 minutes long at the most, yeah. right? Yeah. Super short, but you get to see all sorts of stuff. Um, in fact, even the guy in California who is the organist, remember that guy? Oh, that was a cool one. Yeah, that was a cool one. And he plays he plays that big gigantic Wurlitzer organ and stuff like that. Um, it's neat. So one day at Disney's really cool. I love how they have available on there the pre-opening report from Disneyland. So this is starring yes. Walt Disney himself. Where, yes. Where black Walt had white. a show. It's black and white. He had a show in in the in the 50s and he was telling everybody on a, i don't know if it was a week by week basis or whatever like here's where we're at everybody here's our progress and you got to yeah. kind of see what was happening leading up to the grand disneyland. opening of disneyland yeah um and then i would just throw this extra one in here it was a fun show even if i didn't really agree with a lot of the results but it was a game show for kids and it's called shop class oh yeah <laughs> And I only bring this up to say, look, there's so much variety in what they're doing, yeah. right? And so these yeah. kids, these these young kids, and they, I don't know what they range from age nine to 14 or so. Something, yeah. They would be paired up with a shop class mentor, and then they would be judged essentially by Disney Imagineers on creating things that you wouldn't find at, at any given sort of attraction or whatever and trying to fit yeah. within the Disney mold and the story. That was really kind of cool to watch. Like, didn't they make like the lending library, those little book yeah, houses, yeah. tree houses? Yeah. What are those called? Um, it's called the the free uh, little library or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. That was interesting. And they had like a wind test and like all these different yeah. things. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was a cool show. So that was kind of fun. Okay. So one thing that I think is cool to mention is the depth of classic things that you remember from your childhood that you can now go and and get on demand. Yeah, that's true. So I I think of some of the cartoons. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. But then I think of... Pocahontas. Yeah. And then I think of like some of like the Saturday morning cartoons or whatever, right? Oh, Yes gummy bears <laughs> like oh i will gosh. never forget the theme song to gummy bears right bouncing here and there and everywhere <laughs> i didn't um, watch it. i didn't ha- i didn't really? grow up with cable so well it was it was one of my favorites but Wait, like, my dark- parent my parents didn't have to cut a cord because we never had a cord <laughs> i didn't I, was was that a cable show i don't remember that being i just remember it being a saturday morning cartoon show right um and like other ones like darkwing duck ducktales right you didn't watch any of those? I know you're you're getting sad for me, aren't you? <laughs> I would I'm like, if I, I don't know what to say. I if I went to my friend's house, you know, then I might uh, be able to catch some of those. But I'm glad that it brings back so much joy for you. Okay, well then let's shift. There's some of these I'm sure that you've maybe seen or at least heard of or know, but like let's talk about classic classic movies. Okay, so here's one. Do you know this one? Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Oh, well, I know the ride at Disneyland. Yeah, well, there was a movie. Mr. Mr. Toad's 
Wild Ride. Or yeah, it's probably... Disneyland, they call it Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, but there's a movie, Ichabod, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And, or it may even be, it may have been a cartoon series, I think. I don't remember. But that was kind of fun. But wow. one of my favorite movies growing up, this is one of the, the earliest ones that I like just remember loving to watch, was called Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, I didn't watch that one, but that has Angela Angela Lansbury, Lansbury, Dick Van Dyke. Um, So cool. Great music. They both sing. Um, And it's it was it was in the vein of Mary Poppins, right, where you've got animated and live action mixed together parts. Right. So it was kind of cutting edge. Right. Um, They've got all the Herbie movies. Herbie the Love Bug. That's, you know, yes. Yes. Um, I loved watching those. The Shaggy Dog. Do you remember the Shaggy Dog? No. Listen. Really? You're you're, <laughs> you're getting really sad for me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? Okay. All right. Uh, I'll I'll throw you a bone here. Cool Runnings, man. Yes, I did see that one. <laughs> I right? think we read so, it up. We read it at Blockbuster. So. Yeah, cool runnings, and then the Mighty Ducks, right? Everyone knows the Mighty Ducks. Yes, yes. Um, I uh, and this is maybe where our son Colin gets it from, right? But I love I love the kind of slapstick comedy. So, um, Ernest Saves Christmas is on there. I, yes, I've seen that. <laughs> it's great, and obviously the Home Alone movies are there. So, you know, just worth mentioning, right? Disney's acquisition of marvel their acquisition of fox like has added a lot of content to their library that they're able to have and so you know home alone was a fox property originally and so when disney got it like now you can get all of the home alone movies there are actually five maybe six within there's a new one yeah yeah that's home sweet home alone there's there's at least five maybe six um None of them are as good as the first two. Yeah, I agree. That's a statement of fact. That's not even an opinion. That's a statement of fact. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay, and then I have to do this. I got to mention this for my grandfather, right? My my late grandfather, Vargaley, one of his favorite movies was Those Calloways. 1965. It's about some folks that um, try to create a wild goose sanctuary and there's some people that are kind of you know doing them dirty is it a comedy what is it a tv show a movie what is it's it? a movie it's a movie oh yeah okay it's a dramatic with comedic elements in it right but you know those movies we used to watch with grandpa it's just it fits right in with one of those oh yeah well i'm sure that that's awesome that would be a great one you got geese yeah Wild geese. <laughs> okay. There's a disclaimer at the beginning of that, by the way, or at least it's on the Disney Plus thing. So, so it's interesting because there's a lot of content on there that you know maybe by today's social standards you're like, ooh, like it's kind of it's kind of icky, you know, the depictions and stereotypes and stuff like that. This is one of those where they've got it on there. It's like, look, you know, there's depictions of the way people acted and the way they were, and you know. It was wrong then, and it's probably wrong now, but we're not censoring it. We're letting you know that this is kind of what has happened, and this is how things have changed. Kind of interesting. interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. So have you watched this since it's been on Disney Plus? 
You know what? I haven't watched it since it's been on Disney Plus. Well, how did you know there was a disclaimer then? Because I saw it on there, and so I looked into it. Oh, okay. All right. It's on the screen. It's not on... I don't think that the disclaimer's in the movie, right? Oh, I see. Like the description. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So what are we doing? What do you want to talk about now? Well, I feel is that I feel like you had nine buckets, and that was like five. I did, but we've we've covered so much, right? If I were to if I were to throw one more bucket in there, it's National Geographic. Okay, yeah, that was the last note I had. I just, so our our friends recommended the Into the Grand Canyon, and it's these guys that hike the whole Grand Canyon, like the whole thing. That was really cool. Yeah, I just remember there were some gross parts where they had blisters and bloody feet and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of gross, but like. It was really beautiful. And of course, it kind of had its own like political statements about, you know, all the helicopters and, you know, conservation and conservation and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was cool, though. What did they do? They they like hiked like 700 miles or something or I don't know. It was or 1300 miles. It was crazy. Like yeah. going all the way around the rim of the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah, it took like the whole, it took like more than a year. They they tried it at first and they were not prepared, so they had to quit. They and had then, to quit. And that's where you saw the, 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 the bloody ugly feet. feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, we forged through and we, we hiked it all the whole, whole way with them. So that was cool. Um, there's other cool things there too. So one of them that's actually kind of cool, and this is actually, I think, a, it, I think it's a Disney Plus original on the National Geographic like vein, right? So again, that was one of Disney's acquisitions. Um, but it's the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, Will loves that one. And you know, Jeff Goldblum's kind of this crazy guy to begin with. He's he is. I would love to have dinner with Jeff Goldblum sometime, right? Just because I yeah. think that would be <laughs> so entertaining. But he goes and he learns about like all these different kinds of things and kind of gives his opinions. And there's all sorts of things from like fireworks to um, shoes. Camp. I think Um, I saw one where like it was like campers or RVs. Yeah. There was a whole episode about coffee. Like. Yeah. And he goes and he he learns about some stuff and he gets to kind of experience it and, and show you kind of what it's like. And the fireworks one was pretty cool because he got to actually work with these these people who who make and manufacture fireworks and they put together their own show right and so like you would see at happily ever after and you've got the different patterns of fireworks going off in time to the music like they created that for themselves oh i need to go watch that yeah it was really 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 cool wow i didn't realize that was in the natural geographic yeah, channel. that's National Geographic Channel one, but I but I also think that that's a Disney Plus original. So yeah, so I don't know how that works. Um, okay, okay, well, give us give us the synopsis of the other buckets at least. Well, so the last one I'll mention on National Geo actually happens to probably be my favorite show right now, and it's a show called Car SOS. <laughs> Oh boy! Yes, exactly. And Car SOS is cool. It's actually an English show. It's these two guys, Tim Shaw and Fuzz Townshend, and they um, are in England. And they basically go and they're kind of doing good deeds, right? Um, people typically who have fallen into a really tough spot or bad health or something like that, 
they have their family write in or a friend or whatever and say, hey, you know, here's their story, but they've got this classic or they've got this really special kind of car to them. And boy, if you could like help us restore it, it could make a difference in their life. And so you get to kind of watch that. Uh, there's no usually big surprises. Like every episode's almost the same, but you could see so many really cool cars. You could see cars that you wouldn't normally see on American car shows too, because yeah, because it's Europe. in the UK. Yeah, yeah, and um, so you, sometimes you see some of the the more classic exotics. But I just you know, I've watched every episode that you can so far. And most episodes at the end, I get teary-eyed, right, when they give the car back. Like, yeah. it's just so cool that, that that happens. And I'm not one, I'm not big for reality shows and stuff like that. But, um, and I, I look, I know how they work. I know there's a lot of scripting and everything like that. But, like, you can tell that these people are genuinely touched and, and shocked grateful. when Very someone has done something for them that they have wanted all their life but are just not in the position ever to do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I will just say that I am grateful that you love movies as much as you do. And that Saturday night, it's a tradition that dad watches movies with any of the sons that want to watch a movie. And it's pretty cool that we have Disney Plus to kind of dive into. I'm sure that you guys have kind of watched a lot of the ones you want to watch, but you can always rewatch other things or... Mm -hmm keep exploring but you've really honestly you've piqued my interest on some of these i didn't know about so hopefully some of our listeners love it too there's just so much there it's it's really incredible to me how much is available Uh, just the other two buckets i'm not even going to mention shows really but the other two buckets is like you've got your espn stuff right oh yes yes like so there's some espn documentaries on there and you got your fox stuff right like i mean look if you love The Simpsons, you can watch all of The Simpsons on Disney Plus. Um, right. Like I think all of the seasons are there. It's kind of crazy, but it's just so cool. That there's so much there, and I just remember this goes back to the beginning when we cut the cord, and we said, okay, well we've just got Netflix and we've got Hulu or whatever, um, like or we've got Prime Video. Like what else do we need? With all the choices that you have today, you're like, I don't want to pay for another thing out there. But I would tell you, if there is one that you ought to consider, it would be Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And we're not getting paid to say that. <laughs> nope. That was totally unpaid. That's right. Uh, well, this has been fun. Thank you so much for teaching me and for letting me gush over my Into the Unknown making Frozen 2. <laughs> it is really good. You should watch it. It is so good. Well, you guys have a great one, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.